Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah. And have you ever been stuck at a place at work and you thought, I really want more. I really want to do more. I really want to bring more wealth into my family. I want to build myself and keep moving forward, but you just feel stuck. And you're not sure what to do next. You're not sure if it's just working harder is the answer or if there's a way to work smarter. Hello, Mary, who is the author of God's Not Done With You, as well as a career coach, right? That's right, Sarah. Thank you for having me. So tell people exactly what you do. So, Sarah, what I do is I help women to strategically plan their next career move so they can maximize their income, and really live a life that they truly enjoy. And it is possible, right? And <laughs> it is possible. We can design our lives. Our lives can be by design. We are not necessarily a victim um, to society and what it says is, is right or possible for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's good in some ways because people say things like, oh, you know, Instagram's not real. And obviously, you know, Kim Kardashian is like photoshopping herself, right? I mean, uh, yeah, obviously there's there's that piece of it. But I think there's almost this like movement now where anyone who does seem happy or seems in a good marriage or seems thriving in their business or whatnot, it's almost like, oh, that's not real either. Everyone should just be kind of like happy, even if they're miserable, just be happy with the misery, right? And I, I, so I love that you said, talking about design your life and that there really are happy people. I've met them. <laughs> yeah, there, there truly are. And, you know, we're, we're always going to have adversity in life. That is part of life, struggle, suffering. Those are part of life, you know, life, life is not without trials, but it doesn't mean that we can't move into places where we can find more joy and more happiness. And that's within our control. And what I love about your message um, is, you know, God's not done with you yet. I know you do a lovely balance of God being in control and God's will, as well as taking radical responsibility for your own life and own progress. Yeah, absolutely. And so the book that I wrote, what it, what, what it all started out with was I personally struggled to advance in my career years ago. I went in and asked my boss for my dream position. And he told me, we're not sure that you're right for the position, but if you can do the job, you can get the pay in the title. And at this point, I was already overworking. I was on strategic projects. I had mentors. I was doing all the things that traditional career advice said that you should be doing to succeed. And here I was even asking for this position. I was in the position leading up to it, named team member of the year, largest and most successful coaching load, but I wasn't being seen in this role. And it was through this time that I created what I now call the My Promotion Plan. And it's a seven-step process to actually planning the promotions that you desire in a way for you to showcase yourself in a completely new light to show people what your future value is. And through this process, I was able to become vice president of operations, chief operating officer, and was even made a partner. And so I started teaching others. And that's what this book is about. It's called God's Not Done With You, How to Advance Your Career and Live in Abundance. And the thing is, is that the the plan, it kind of works out perfectly with, with God and what he wants, because 
lasting promotion comes from the Lord. And, you know, Sarah, we should be praying for our promotions. We should be talking to God about what we want out of our careers. We should be living by God's priorities. We should be living, you know, also in the promises of God. And that's where I see us lacking a lot of times as women, especially we lack a lot of confidence and we don't want to put ourselves out there for positions because we're afraid of failure. And that's where I think we're not letting God do his part. And so there's our part and there's his part. And so that's why I teach the seven step plan. So you can actually do your part because praying is great, but you also have to have a plan. God tells us to have a plan. He will bless those plans for us. He'll direct our steps and he can make things happen for us, but we have to be putting ourselves out there and we have to be desiring more for ourselves because God didn't create us to be average. He created each of us for a plan and for a purpose, but it's our job and our responsibility to step into that. And we see in the Bible over and over and over again, you know, Esther, she could have been like, whoa, not me, Moses. He was like, I can't really speak to these people. You know, but we sell it time and time again. But whenever we step up, God is right there with us and he partners with us to do his good and perfect will. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out to our listeners a couple of things that you, you were talking about. You said show your bosses and employees, um, be willing to be seen, be willing to put yourself out there. Okay. And so as I was listening and, and pulling about things that I wanted to highlight, because I think a lot of people's strategies, whether or not they know it or not, are kind of like, let me just dig in, let me do what I'm supposed to do, let me get it done. And then other people's job is to notice. Exactly. Yeah, that's how so many people, you know, men and women alike, that's how we kind of operate in our careers. We just get out there, we get into a position, and we just start working. And then we work harder and we work harder and we're just waiting for someone to notice us and say, okay, you're ready for the next position or this is what you should do next. But what we know from, you know, unconscious bias or implicit bias is that women aren't selected as often as men. And it's not because they're any less capable. There have been so many studies done whenever, you know, the gender is removed, the women outperform the men. So it's not an actual capability that's holding women back. But we have to be able to put ourselves out there in a different way. And that starts with us actually desiring something before somebody else says, hey, this is right for you. Oftentimes, we have to believe in ourselves first before others are going to believe in us and see the vision that we see. But then we also, you know, we're we're left with this burden a little bit to have to actually prove that we can do the job. And We can sit here and complain about that and say, oh, it's not fair. It's not right. Well, there's a lot of things that aren't fair and aren't right. You know, Jesus had to go to the cross for all of our sins. Not exactly fair, but I am so grateful for that, right? So, and the same thing happens in our careers. There's steps that we have to take um, as women or sometimes as men. There's what's called a halo bias. And this is where you have, you know, you're, you're actually, it can be good or it can be bad. You can do something that's really good and everybody can look at you and be like, okay, they're right for this and they're good for this. But equally, if you make a mistake, you can get the stigma around you in this bias where everybody actually doesn't see you in a role. And unless you do something differently, it's not just about working hard, but you have to show them that you have a strategy, you have a plan, you're a problem solver, you really are ready for that next role. Until you do that, people are going to keep you pigeonholed by that mistake. 
And so we don't want to live on autopilot in our careers. I know I did that for so many years. I was just like, oh, well, when I'm ready, they'll pick me. I'm just going to work. And I tell my husband, because he'd tell me how capable I was of being an executive. And I would tell him every small, minute detail why. And this all stemmed from this low self-worth because I received a raise that I wasn't proud of. And it did a lot of damage to my psyche. And so this happens to us. If we're waiting and we're working harder, it actually gets worse over time. Because oh, oh, we get overwhelmed, we get burnt out, we get, we're saying yes to so many things that are not in alignment with what we want. And what we do is we start to doubt ourselves. But the truth is, a lot of times, especially as a woman, because we face maternal bias, which tells us from the time that you just get engaged, you don't even have to have a child or be married, that you actually will be selected less and you will be paid less for the work that you do. And the way to change that, there's a way to overcome it, Sarah, and that's what I love. And that's what the promotion planning process I teach does. It helps to overcome these biases without having to address them head on. Because you're not going to go into your boss's office and be like, you are, you are, you are using maternal bias on me and you're not picking me because I'm engaged or I have a child. And so what we see these stats. And so as women, especially, we have to step up and value ourselves. And we need to say that we want a position because naturally men and women alike men just are biased. Women are too. We don't approach women for advancement once they become engaged because we think they're going to want to be starting families and that's going to be their priority. So you have to say, Hey, I want this next promotion. I want this next step. And as women, we have to realize that the next position isn't going to take really that much more time. It's not really going to be that much more stressful. There is stress in nearly every position. I've only ever had one position (laughs) where I didn't go home with any stress at all. Only one ever. So there's always stress. And if you're a great worker, you're going to continue to work hard no matter what your title is. It doesn't matter if you're the janitor. You're going to work just as hard if you're the janitor as if you're the CEO, if that's who you are. And again, Show, scene, put yourself out there, value, you know, create value for yourself and not expect somebody else to do it for you. Yeah. As you were talking about, you know, the story with your husband and stuff, I see so often women kind of feel almost the need to make themselves small. And then they hope someone's going to kind of like pull them out of this pile, right? Like I'm imagining like a fisherman or something, you know, it's like, look, pull me out of the sea and then tell me I'm a beautiful fish. And then then I'll turn into a mermaid and get a promotion or I'm just, you know, being silly, but I can, I can visually feel women making themselves small and hoping someone pulls them out of that. And that's a lot of I, I doesn't feel like avoiding self-responsibility when you're in it. And I have lived it and I I'm, I'm not faulting people for it. I'm saying, Hey, you're capable of so much more. Pull yourself out. Yeah, Sarah. And, and I love just the way you said that, because here's the thing, it can feel so overwhelming. And even with us just having this very short conversation right now, you can be like, I never heard of halo bias. I never heard of maternity bias. And guys, there's 50 more. There's 50 more biases that women are facing in the workplace. But here's the thing. You don't need to worry about any of the biases. The biases are not the thing that you need to focus on. That's never where your focus should be because you want to do a great job. That's why you're working. Like we, we see this as women. It's not that you need help necessarily. You just need to do things a different way. The oh, traditional stop, advice. Stop Let's stop. Okay. It's not more work. 
it's different work. And I know my listeners have heard me say that if every single book, if I write 5,000 books, one line that will be in every single book is if it's not working, try something else. It will be in every single book. (laughs) So I'm so sorry to interrupt you. They've heard that a thousand times and this is a new way of hearing it. Yeah. And that's exactly it. And so here's what we need to do. We don't need to get stressed out. We don't need to get overwhelmed. We don't need to be nervous. We don't need to be in fear. We don't need to have anxiety. We don't need to worry about like, there's like ability bias. Well, I get called bossy or I look like this, or I work like that. No, when we partner with God for promotion, what this looks like is we decide, okay, where is it that we want our career to go? We get real about this. One of the first things I teach people to do and one of the seven steps of my promotion plan system is what I call a career advancement journey. You plan out the next five years or the next five positions that you want. And you think about what what is the responsibilities of that position and what is the training that I need? Now you start aligning your yeses with projects, with the things that are actually aligning with where you want to go. You start to really get clear on what that position entails. A lot of times we see a position we've never done before and we're like, well, we can't do that. But once you start to really get to the details, it's like, okay, well, how do we, how do we do anything? We do it one step at a time. So learning these things. And that's why another step is putting a personal development plan together. And this personal development plan aligns with what your career goals are. This isn't just development and like, let me go do a bunch of things and then maybe I'll get noticed. And because I have this development, I'll get selected. No, this development is like, these are skills that I want as a person. These are ways that I want to develop. And yes, it will align with where my career is going, but this is not only adding value to this job, but this is adding value to my life. Do you want to help other people who've been in toxic relationships? Of course you do. I hear it all over from people who are good, kind, loving, giving, and forgiving. So some ways you can do that is to leave a review for the podcast so people know this is great information or leave a review for the book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof. So people know it's not just about studying narcissism. It's about creating an amazing life after narcissism. You can leave reviews anonymously. And I want to say thank you so much for helping other people and not just being a consumer of information, but helping give back to people just like you were earlier in your journey that are confused, that don't know who to trust. And when you leave a review, even if it's anonymous, then you help them on their journey. You pay it forward. You help the world become a better place. So toxic people stop winning and the good people start winning. And so with this career advancement journey, you now have like a path, a a plan of where you want to go. Well, now you put your promotion plan together. And through this system, we not only teach you how to own your accomplishments, because you want to do that. You want to show, hey, here's how I've added value. But what I call the heart of the plan, and Sarah, I know you'll love this one, but this is where you list your ideas and you solve problems. Because this is the thing. Women are often overlooked for positions because they've never done them before. And unfortunately, performance bias tells us that women aren't going to be selected for positions if they're not, if, if, if their boss doesn't know that they're capable of doing it. And so what we teach you to do is list out all of your ideas. What is your vision for this position? If you want to go to that next position, it's not enough just to do well in your position now and want the next one. But I know you have a vision for that. 
You have to transfer that vision. And that's where I was struggling before when I wasn't advancing. I wasn't transferring this vision. So when you start to list your ideas and when you start to solve problems and you start, you take all that emotion out of it, right? You list why we need this and what the solutions are. Now you look like somebody that your manager wants to partner with. And if you just do these, these simple things, you learn what your market value is. And there's a few other steps um, to the plan. But the key is, is like, you don't have to be all stressed out about all the biases. You don't have to say, well, well, how do I talk to this person? You don't have to try to manipulate or scheme or anything like that. You need to do your best work. You need to have a great attitude. You need to put your promotion plan together and you need to pray and trust God to do the rest because God will do the rest. He will change hearts. He can change hearts. He can change minds. He can open hearts. He can open minds. He can do all of that work for you. So you don't have to try to be anybody other than who he created you to be. You just be that best version of that. And you show others that version. I agree. And I think so many, well, there was this one girl and she was saying, every time someone gives me a compliment, I like bounce it off. Like it makes me nervous, right? So I bounce it off. But if someone gives me a criticism or something that's wrong with me, then I like take it in and start working on it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> do, do you see the strategy behind that? So you're basically saying, hey, world, give me more criticisms. But if you say anything nice about me, I'm going to basically call you a liar, right? And so when you think about, God making you in your strengths. It's, I think we get nervous because we think we have to become someone who it's like, I'm so amazing at everything. And I'm, I'm never doing anything wrong. And that's not what we're talking about. We're just saying there are things really right with you and things that you're working on. And both are true. Yeah. And that's one of the myths. And I felt that I fell victim to this, but we think that we need to be like the person that's in the role too. And so I was trying to take on mannerisms. I was trying to take on attitudes. I I was trying to act like the person that was in the role that I wanted, but that wasn't me. So then I was being very inauthentic and that, that doesn't make you a great leader at all. People don't know what to expect. So it's like, you're enough. Your style is enough. You will continue to grow and develop. We all do that once we're in the role. You don't need to, to have everything 100%. Most of the best hires or most of the people that are promoted never fill every single checkbox. They don't. They fill about 60. And so you need to just know. Say that number again. Say that number again. Because I know that number, but everyone else might not. Okay. Because I know there are statistics saying women have to be they think they have to be 95, 98% qualified to have a job. And men don't necessarily think that way, which is one of the reasons men are getting promoted over women. Right. Yeah. And so we don't have to have everything. If you feel like you're 60% qualified, you're going to be capable of doing that job. You'll pick up the other things. And we know this because you can look to your past and say, well, I didn't know everything about that, but I figured it out. I learned how to do it because you know how to learn. You know how to do that. You can, I mean, you can, we're all capable of so much more, but we can't wait for somebody else to notice and recognize that capability because that's just not how this system works. It's like, you, you can't just, you know, if you don't order your groceries, when you go to the store, they're not going to just come out and know what you want to put it in your car. Like, I mean, just imagine if there wasn't an actual order and you just drove there and they just like randomly put stuff in your car. Well, how would they know what you wanted? Were they just going to look at you and like, 
make, we do the same things with our spouses. We like, we want other people to read our minds. And then when they don't, we get mad. And so we have to just say, okay, you know what? I want to advance. I need to talk to my boss about this, but we need to not fall for all the mistakes. There's so many mistakes that women make when advancing. And so maybe you've been told no in the past, but perhaps it's because you ask in the wrong way, because there is a right way and a wrong way to ask. And the whole key is, is not to make it all about you. It's to make it about the company and how you can help the company grow. And when you do that, you become extremely valuable, but you're also not forgetting about yourself because you're still talking about it. And in my promotion plan process, we make it very clear that you're going to say exactly what you want. Like you, I actually have them read it to somebody else. I want you to read it to me. What does your closing say? What do you want? What position do you want? What compensation do you want? What is it that you want? Because you have to know what you want because others are not going to give it to you. And you have to be ready and prepared. See, I was working with this one client, Sarah, and when she came to me, she's like, well, I kind of want to make, you know, this number. And because she was going to make about five grand more than what she was making previously. And she's like, well, this will be really good for my family. And this is a woman that is highly intelligent. um, So amazing at her job. She, you know, has an MBA. And she was just like, well, let's just make five grand more. And I was like, well, let's do some research here. Let's figure out what this position is worth and what you should really be getting paid. After just a few simple conversations and a little bit of research, we identified that she should be getting paid $25,000 more. And because of that, she asked for $25,000 more and she got it plus a 15% bonus. But when you don't know these things, we just leave money on the table all over the place. And it's all because we're like, it's uncomfortable to ask for help. It's uncomfortable. And it's like, we think about careers and we're like, well, we don't really need a career coach. Why would you need a career coach? Well, because there are better ways to ask. There are people that are advancing faster. There are people that are earning more. And if you don't understand the challenges and you don't understand how to find your actual value, then you fall victim to this traditional advice that society has given us. Like we all think, well, 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 what do I want now for my salary? Well, what was I making before? That's a terrible way to position yourself, especially if you were paid so much less before. And that's one of the reasons why I started this business. I was interviewing people and I was interviewing these highly successful women and they were coming in asking for less than 40 grand. And I'm like, what is going on? Because guys would come in with less than half of the qualifications and ask for so much more. And they have half the experience and half the qualifications. And I'm like, and that's just the way it works is women tend to value themselves 20% less than men do. And once we become moms, that goes all the way to 30%. And I just want to tell you, ladies, like you are not less valuable because you're a woman or because you're a mom. But you have to be the one that decides how valuable you are. And you have to you have to ask for it. I love it. Mary, where can people find out more about you and your book? Yeah, they can go to God's Not Done With You.com and they can learn out or God's Not Done With You book.com to learn more about the book. And then you can just head on over to coachmaryg.com and you can um, take a look at the free masterclass where we talk all about the biases that women face. And I go deep into the seven steps of building your perfect promotion plan. So you can hear your boss say, wow, this is so impressive. I've got to do something for this person. And you can earn that next promotion and race that you want and in record time. I 
Mary, I love it. I, I I know personally from my own work in coaching, I just love to see women succeed and, and men too. <laughs> but we work with women mainly, right? And so I just love seeing them. Man, when I get that email, I got this raise and I got this. It's just, it lights you up. It lights up your life because that's, we also know statistically that women tend to spend money on kids and personal growth and, you know, just some really lovely things that put, uh, that make the world a better place, right? Women are often spending their money on things that make the world better. And so it's just so cyclical and lovely. Yeah. And they do, they spend this, they spend their money on the things that make the world better. And that's why you need to earn more money. There's never an amount of money that's too much money. People always ask me that, well, how much money is too much money? Well, in God's eyes, it could be $100 or it could be infinity because, right, it's just when we take our trust off of him and we put it in money. But you're not going to do that. And so what you're doing today with your money is what you're going to be doing with it when you have even more. So if you're already a giving person, if you're already caring about others, you're just going to do more of that because you can. Therefore, we need you to make more money so you can help more people. And so it's really a blessing and you can really bless others um, whenever you value yourself in the workplace. Awesome. Check out God's Not Done With You Yet book. And we will have all her information in the show notes. You guys can check out her website and her webinar on the seven processes. And Mary, thank you so much for helping us become toxic person proof. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.